Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, intimate conversations with some of the most important decision makers in the world of franchising to help you and your business adapt to unprecedented change in our industry. I'm James Fell, editor of Global Franchise. Boutique fitness is booming. The luxury, typically more expensive, format of fitness is not only becoming a ubiquitous concept around the globe, but it's prompting many traditional gym goers to give up their memberships in favour of boutique fitness's small group focused, high energy, studio based workouts. But with an exploding sector comes a highly competitive business landscape. We caught up with John Kirsch, Chief International Development Officer for Exponential Fitness, which is a leading boutique fitness franchisor with eight brands, including the likes of Club Pilates and Pure Bar, to find out what challenges and what boons the boutique field brings. We also talked to John about what impact the coronavirus crisis has had on the industry and whether it will ever be the same again, how Exponential Fitness's brands are starting to reopen studios and much, much more. How are you doing, John? Hey, James, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. All good. All good things considered. So I think at this kind of stage of the interview, we always like to give our uh, readers a bit of an overview about the brand that you um, represent. So if you could kind of tell us a little bit more about Exponential Fitness. I understand you guys have a broad portfolio of uh, boutique fitness concepts. We do. Yeah, we're really the the leader, the global leader in boutique fitness. Um, James, you're, you're I'm sure familiar with uh, boutique fitness in the UK. It's it's growing. It's it's getting uh, you know some traction right now in the very competitive fitness business in the UK. Uh, in the US, uh, uh, Exponential Fitness was started in 2017 by Anthony Geisler who's a, a longtime fitness uh, franchising expert and has done some great things in the, uh, in the sector. And he realized that, you know, boutique fitness was really the wave of the future in terms of the fitness industry. So he wanted to create uh, a company that was essentially a curator of the best boutique fitness categories. And he went out and purposely selected uh, the different eight brands that are currently under our portfolio right now, which represent both kind of uh, existing, very solid categories in fitness and some emerging trends that really haven't been on people's radar so much. And, and he put that under the umbrella of Exponential Fitness. And each of those brands is an independent company with a president and a chief marketing officer and a whole team of people supporting those franchisees that are uh, part of that brand. And it's all under the exponential umbrella. So there's a great amount of synergy and cooperation and collaboration that happens across the brands, even though the brands themselves are very, very focused and competitive with each other on their particular brand. So it's a really unique organization and it's unlike anything in the fitness industry right now. And a boutique fitness sector is quite a fast moving space, right? Like I, I know you said that um, Anthony set out to, to to take on these eight brands. Were, were any of them kind of emerging at the time or, or do you see any other kind of different fields of fitness kind of entering the boutique space? Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, we had, we, we, Anthony brought into Exponential Fitness as the first brand, uh, something called Club Pilates, which now has over 600 locations. It's been around uh, for uh, for many years. Anthony went into the uh, from just a handful of locations in Southern California to become a national powerhouse in franchising. 
And uh, so, you know, Club Pilates is one of our brands. The Pilates method has been in existence for uh, around 100 years, created by Joseph Pilates. And uh, so the method and the technique around Pilates is a very, very long um you know, it's been been in existence for a long time, and Club Pilates has as well. Cycle Bar, our brand with over 200 locations, uh, came into our system when we acquired it with um, 100 plus when we when we acquired Cycle Bar. The Pure Bar brand, which we acquired in 2018, came on board with um, around 500 locations. So it was one of the pioneers in the long term brands in fitness franchising, boutique fitness franchising. Uh, but then there's others like um, our concept Stride or our concept Row House, which started by, uh, were started by very passionate people in that space, you know, uh, passionate people in rowing, passionate people in running. And uh, at the same time, there was no dominant player nationally or internationally in the group rowing space or the group running space. And Anthony recognized that those were going to be categories that really had long-term growth potential. And um, so we got involved kind of at the ground level, building them from a small number of studios into the uh, what will eventually become hundreds of studios, hopefully thousands of studios around the world at some point. So it's really a mix, you know, Exponential is a mix of brands that have been in existence for some time and some some new uh, trend-setting brands that are um, uh, very exciting for people to take part in. And I guess the um, the growth factor is where, where you come in as the uh, Chief International Development Officer. So could you kind of tell us a little bit about your, your role? What's it entail? We have an expression here in America, maybe you have it there, James, that um, we're looking for a needle in a haystack. And, and that's, that's really, I guess, my job is finding qualified partners in foreign markets who are passionate about our brands and can, uh, can see and, and have the vision to expand our brands across their entire market. We're typically looking for master franchise partners. So that's, a, that's where it's the needle in a haystack. It's, it's not somebody who's just interested in opening one studio or two studios or three studios. It's somebody who's interested in doing that and also becoming a franchisor, essentially becoming exponential fitness in their market. And that is a very unique kind of individual or company. It's certainly unique in the fitness business. It's, it's unique in service franchising as well, but uh, it's definitely unique in fitness. And, and I'd say that's my biggest, you know, that's my job. And it's my biggest challenge is to find those people who fit the criteria. And, I, you know, number one criteria for us is they have to be passionate about our brands. You know, that absolutely has to be number one. They can have all the financial capacity they want. They can have all the experience they want. But if they're not passionate about what we do, they're going to struggle over time. And then um, how has the global coronavirus crisis kind of impacted your your role uh, broadly speaking, exponential fitnesses uh, output too. In my world, it, it's it's tough to it's tough to conclude master franchise deals during a global pandemic. I can imagine. You know, it it is just um, it's a chunk of time out of uh, the world's activity in in a way, and we've got some 
some great markets that we're working on with some really, really good partners uh, that were uh, kind of getting ready to go. And um, we had to pit, hit, hit the pause button during this pandemic, you know, maintain contact, look ahead to the future, try to understand what's happening in that market and what the opening schedule is going to look like, both for the general population and other businesses and the fitness industry uh, in particular. So it's definitely, you know, it's definitely been a situation where we've had to pause a little bit and um, kind of take our time, regroup while still maintaining that, um, you know, that ambition and that, uh, that activity to move forward because we, we're, we're excited about the future. Uh, we, we, we recognize that our brands are, are going to grow and expand around the world. And now it's just having the patience and the professionalism to help bring that to the reality when the timing is right around the world. We were fortunate to sign a master franchise agreement for Australia, for our Cycle Bar brand at the end of March. Uh, so it was just kind of getting into pandemic uh, timing and lockdowns and all of that kind of stuff. But we've got a, a really passionate partner in Australia who who loves the Cycle Bar brand and sees the vision and the future for that in Australia and uh, recognize this as an opportunity to get into the market and get started while things were slow. And he's ended up getting some great real estate opportunities and is looking forward to opening up his first studio come October this year. So, you know, it, it hasn't been... Um, Things have happened. Let's say that. And on the domestic front, same thing. You know, we're we're conducting like many of your podcast uh, guests. We're conducting virtual discovery days. All of our brands have them every month, maybe a couple of them a month. So that's been effective. But you know, prospective franchisees are cautious right now. They're taking a little more time, and um, I don't think it's a question of. If they want to move forward, it's just when they want to move forward. So we're selling franchises during these months. We're uh, we're doing all the activity we can, but it's definitely a little bit of a pause moment, which, you know, from our side gives us a chance to regroup a little bit, gives us a chance to focus on our virtual approach to both prospective franchisees and existing franchisees and how we can serve and support both of those remotely whether it's during a pandemic or whether it's on a you know a Wednesday afternoon during normal times so it's been an interesting uh, few months for sure and how have you um kind of supported your current franchise network during the the coronavirus crisis every brand has been so active you know it's it's just been really really inspiring to see it you know each brand has their own group of franchisees and prospects and members and um, they're they're having you know very frequent communication with franchisees, uh, creating systems and processes for them to follow during this time. And we, you know, granted, we didn't have a pandemic, you know, manual already written. We didn't have one. So when this whole thing happened and our studios were shut down, we really had to jump into our you know kind of entrepreneurial spirit and our work ethic to support our franchisees and figure out the best way forward for them under these very rapidly changing conditions. So, and, and it started from the top, from our founder and CEO, Anthony Geisler. He was conducting at the very beginning, right after the, the lockdowns started to happen and the state stay-at-home orders started happening, 
he was conducting webinars for our entire franchise system three days a week at three o'clock in the afternoon, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, on Zoom, and uh, having all of our franchisees tune into those to talk about what was happening and how we were approaching this uh, this time period and what our studios could do and how they could navigate through it and you know government support programs that were in place like the payroll protection plan and things like that and how our franchisees could tap into those resources we were really trying to both support them directly and connect the dots for them to what was happening in the bigger picture in the United States so it 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 hasn't been without its challenges for sure but at the moment, as of today, we've got at least 50% of our studios across the United States are now reopened. We expect by the end of June, it will be um, probably 75% of our studios across the country will be reopened. We expect all of them to reopen, depending on state guidance, of course, and the ability for them to actually open um, uh, according to the laws of those states or the recommendations of those states. So, you know, we 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 are considering, in fact, our office, the Exponential Fitness office, opened on June 1st. Uh, we're allowed to do so. We've got precautions in place, including social distancing and extra cleaning, and everybody in the office has to wear a mask at all times. And it's been interesting, but we kind of consider June 1st as, or exponential at least, the post-COVID era. You know, it was the pre-COVID area when our studios were shut, and it's the post-COVID area where we're beginning to reopen and and moving forward. It, we know it's not going to be a straight line. There's going to be challenges, and it's not going to be perfect. But um, you know, we're open for business, and we are uh, we're moving forward. And then, what does a um, a visitor to a exponential fitness brand um, studio what what would they encounter now? I understand that will probably change on a state by state basis, but um, what are the what what measures have been implemented? Yeah, it, it really is on a state by state basis, and each brand has uh, their own you know guidance on what they are doing uh, to maintain uh, safety and security of both their staff and their customers. Uh, most of the brands are having class sizes limited, you know, so um, in the case of a Club Pilates class, which would have a maximum of 12 people, perhaps there's six people or eight people or 10 people. It depends, again, on on some of the local or state laws that prohibit gatherings and things like this. But we definitely have the capability to reduce participation in those classes. Um, people are going to be waiting outside the studios before the class instead of coming in and milling around in the reception area or in the studio, having them socially distance, waiting outside the class for the class to begin. Uh, we're directing traffic a little differently inside the studio, so there's less interaction between people and the staff. We've got uh, contactless check-in, so the members don't have to press anything or sign anything or touch anything when they come in the studio and um, really extensive cleaning programs. So we might have you know, more time between classes than we typically would in order for the, the franchisee and the staff to really effectively deep clean the studio for the next class. So a lot going on. We're excited though, because we think in terms of boutique fitness in the fitness industry, we're really well suited to be uh, relevant and be safe in this uh, you know, sort of post 
COVID era where people are concerned about safety and security because we have limited class sizes. We can control the social distancing more effectively. We have smaller spaces, so they're they're easier to clean. Uh, you know, in contrast to big box gyms and large facilities that have a, a much more challenging situation to control where people go and how they interact in the gym and how the cleaning is done. So we're in a, we're excited. We're, we think we're in a good position, but things will be different coming into the studios, at least for the time being, until things get back to uh, normal or whatever normal is going to be in the future. And we're, uh, when the um, lockdown measures were, were a little kind of stronger, um, was all of your brands able to, to pivot to digital classes? We were in the process of doing uh, that anyway and really launching a, a fully virtual, fully digital offering across all of our brands. We call it Go, our Go platform. So it'd be, you know, uh, Club Pilates Go or Pure Bar Go. And all of the brands had that in progress, we actually own a production studio across the street from our office where we've been conducting classes for quite some time, developing a really great library of classes, as well as conducting live classes. So, you know, the timing of the pandemic um, caused us to, to really be able to pivot to digital effectively. We had to rush a little bit to get uh, our, our program together and make it fully effective, but it, it happened in a very, very short amount of time and allowed the customers of our studios, the members of our studios, to have an outlet provided to them uh, during the time when they were at home. So, you know, it may have been a combination of them going to our our virtual digital program uh, at, uh, at our Go uh, platform or uh, our studios actually producing and, and contributing live classes from their studio or from their home for their members. So a combination of those live classes, either through Exponential Fitness or the studio itself and our online virtual program, you know, we've been able to really do, a, I think, a great job of supporting our members through this process and creating goodwill with our franchisees because, you know, it allowed their clients, their customers to stay engaged with their brand, uh, to be excited about being a member of that brand, and hopefully now excited about coming back into the studio in a live situation. And do you kind of envisage that the coronavirus crisis will have changed the, the shape of the fitness industry forever or, or long-term? Will there be kind of consumer reaction to it? I think there'll be a temporary one. You know, I, I think it, there's going to be some definitely some new opportunities to reach new fitness consumers that maybe are reluctant to go into a gym or a studio maybe and this is a you know this is a common factor of the fitness business people are intimidated to go to a gym even though they know they want to and they know they need to so virtual opportunities are very very important they're a great way to expose people to um, a new experience to get them involved in fitness in some way and to connect them with our brands. So we expect that that uh, virtual, that digital platform is going to continue and continue to grow and be something influential over time. At the same time, you know, there are those people who, uh, for example, they can make a cup of coffee, they can make an espresso in their home, but they really want to go to Starbucks and get it because it's better they see people they know, they get out of their house, 
You know, they're spending money. They're kind of like living life. So I think the fitness business is in a way the same kind of thing. People love that in-person experience. That's what it's about. That's the boutique aspect of, of the boutique fitness business. People love the community. They love to engage with other people. Even if they have to do it with some distance, they want to feel like they're there and part of something. So I think the fitness industry will... Um, will continue to evolve with this digital component becoming a more predominant piece in the future, but I don't think it's going to replace the physical studios. In fact, the, the vast majority, what we're seeing, the vast majority of our members are coming back into the studios, very excited about coming back. We've got very high class participation and we've got new customers coming up wanting to join. So, you know, I don't, I won't say that this pandemic and this shutdown has been good for business because it's been a horrendous situation for so many people around the world. But I think coming out of it, people recognize that there is a value in community. There's a value in engaging with friends and, and, and other people. And there's a value in fitness. And a great place to do it is in our boutique fitness studios. So we're we're confident about the future of the physical studio, and we're confident about the uh, the virtual platforms as well. I think that's such an interesting point you raise about the the digital version of, of like fitness classes providing a great introduction to consumers because I would, I don't know, pre-pandemic or pre-lockdown, I would never have done a virtual fitness class. Um, and then I saw myself doing it. And then I saw myself going out for more runs and probably in the long term, maybe taking kind of fitness more seriously and joining a gym. So I, I think that can that can resonate with a lot of uh, a lot of consumers. Yeah, it definitely can. And and listen, not everybody's gonna join a gym. You know, you don't you don't need to. You can go for a walk. I went for a walk this morning uh here in California. It was a beautiful morning, about six thirty. I went for a great walk and uh it, it was super and there's a lot of people out doing that, just getting physically active, you know, uh which is which is a great thing for everybody to do. We support it fully, however they do it. But we believe, like my Starbucks example, you know, people like to get into an environment where they see other people and they feel part of something. So that's what our business is all about. We want to get people back in the studios because we think it's a great place for them to have a safe workout with an experienced instructor that can really help guide them through a program and have, and they can have fun at the same time. So I think it's a great environment that's going to last. And then um, moving away from the, the crisis and its impact. So um, Exponential Fitness, the portfolio has over 1,300 studios, over 3,000 licenses sold globally. Um, how do, do, do you guys as a franchisor keep tabs on franchisee quality and, and keep the retention tight? Well, we actually have over 1,500 studios open and, and almost, um, right now, I think it's around 3,900 licenses sold globally in uh, multiple countries. Listen, it, it's, um, it's always a challenge maintaining quality, whether your franchise system has 50 locations or 1,500 locations. You, know, you can't always visit them personally. It's not economically or time you know, it's not even possible time-wise to visit everybody. But listen, we're, we're in active communication with our franchisees. We do a ton of training, whether it's for instructors that are working one-on-one -on -one with the customers, whether it's people selling memberships, whether it's people 
that are managing studios or whether it's the franchisees who are involved in our system we have we have you know so many touch points with them on a weekly and monthly basis supporting the best practices of our studios and what works and what doesn't and who's doing well and who may not be doing well and why so you know we we try to create an environment where our franchisees are motivated to do the right things for the brand and for their members based on the experience of the overall system. But, you know, ultimately the franchisees own the business. They license our trademark and our intellectual property, but they run the business. So it's in their hands to succeed or not succeed. And uh, fortunately, the vast majority of our franchisees see that and uh, appreciate what we provide to them in terms of support and they take advantage of all that we have to offer. And um, earlier you noted that you had a, a few kind of franchise uh, master franchise agreements um, either across the line or on, on the boil for the time being. So, so what's next for exponential fitness in terms of growth? Well, you know, we're going to continue to grow all of our brands globally uh, certainly in the United States, you know, our, our expectation this year is we're going to open, um, I, I expect it's going to be at least 500 locations plus, but, um, you know, it could vary with the, the sort of slow down period over the past couple months, although we're still getting studios constructed and open during this time. And we're going to open a lot of them in June. So the U.S. is going to continue to grow. And internationally, we're kind of just getting started. You know, we've got one studio of Club Pilates in Japan right now with a second opening in just a couple of weeks. Now that Japan's reopening, we've got our first studio in Seoul. We've got uh, Singapore that's going to be coming up. Once uh, Singapore starts to reopen, looking at getting a first studio open by end of the year, beginning of next year. We've got Australia. We've got Saudi Arabia, which is kind of coming out of their lockdown period very soon and we've got germany and austria where um you know things are sort of coming back soon and we expect a couple of our first studios to be opening that market by the end of the year so this is an establishing year for us internationally i would say but at the same time we have intentions to get partners in many of the key markets around the world that we're not in right now and uh, that's our, our complete focus right now. It's, you know, the UK, France, Spain, Italy, uh, some markets in Southeast Asia, some markets in Latin America. And, and that's the focus. We're not going to be everywhere in the world. We want to be in the markets where we see the biggest opportunity for boutique fitness franchise growth. So that's my focus this year. I think that's a good note to end it on. John, it's, um, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, thanks for talking us through the, uh, the exponential fitness kind of um, strategy and, and everything that's going on. Great talking to you, James. And keep working out. And one of these days, we'll get you into one of our studios. And uh, I'm sure you'll want to become a member. <laughs> Absolutely. I look forward to it. Thanks, John. It's no secret that the fitness industry has felt the wrath of the coronavirus crisis. But it's reassuring to hear John outline how Exponential Fitness's brands are slowly starting to reopen studios in a safe and controlled manner. It's good to hear that the company was still recruiting franchisees during the lockdown, while keeping master franchising deals active. Post-lockdown, we would have seen a lot of brands digitise their offerings in some way or other. But with Exponential Services already preparing to pivot to a virtual format, it makes me wonder how many brands were also in that position a few months ago. Let us know, it would be interesting to find out about your digital strategy.
If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn today.